Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I'm your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we give you a little bit of this... A little bit of that, and we get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. We're going to try and lighten the mood today, given the last couple of weeks. I'm going to answer an advice question about peeing and sex, which is, in this instance, not about golden showers, and also share with you some insights into how my hair relates to my sexual relationships, and possibly squeeze in time to get you a hilarious outtake from my interview from a couple weeks ago with Jessica Valenti. But before we get to all that... Right before I recorded this, the news came across my desk that X Hamster, which is a very popular porn aggregator tube site, has announced that because of the Brock Turner, the Stanford rape case, they are banning all rape porn from their site. And if you search for rape on their site, you get a message that says, no video found for this query. If you're searching for this category, probably it's time you consulted with a professional psychologist. I really have some things to say about this, unscrewed listeners. I applaud X Hamster for having the impulse to address rape culture. I wish more people in the mainstream porn industry cared about rape at all. But (laughs) wrong, wrong, wrong. No, run away, run away. Uh, First of all, stigmatizing people who want to look at rape fantasies by suggesting that they need professional mental health help is stigmatizing on the mental health front. And second of all, it confuses people who want to rape with people who are turned on by rape fantasies. People have sexual fantasies for all kinds of reasons. Some rape survivors enjoy rape fantasies and get a lot out of them because they can revisit the dynamic of being raped in a context that they understand is safe this time as opposed to when they were actually raped. You know, we never think that when people go watch horror movies that they secretly want to be brutally murdered, right? (laughs) And that's just a different kind of violent fantasy that a lot of people, not me, I actually hate horror movies, but a lot of very mentally healthy people enjoy going to horror movies so that they can encounter that kind of fear in an actually safe context. It can be a very cathartic, healthy outlet for the dark fears that lurk in the back of our psyches. So the idea that banning rape fantasies is somehow 
going to do anything about rape culture. It's just misguided and it's stigmatizing the wrong people, right? It's not stigmatizing the rapist. It's stigmatizing people who are engaging in what may be very sexually healthy fantasies. Now, there are a lot of things X-Hamster could be doing. What if they wanted to do a certification program to make sure that all the porn on their site, not just the rape fantasy porn, was produced in a consensual and non-exploitative manner to protect the actual people acting in the porn, right? That would be a great step. They could support porn literacy to be taught in the schools or in any number of other ways so that all of us could understand when we're looking at fantasies that they're not reality. And especially young people who aren't getting sex ed in the schools, when they look at porn, it's sometimes they're only sex ed and they need to understand context for what they're looking at and that it's not reality and it's not meant to be reality. And for that matter, they could be supporting teaching comprehensive, shame-free, fact-based sex education in schools so that young people aren't relying on porn for sex education. So I totally applaud the impulse, but the execution is wrong, 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 wrong. I suspect this opinion will be controversial. Happy to talk about it with you on Twitter. Use the hashtag unscrewed. Let me know what you think. I'm at Jacqueline F on Twitter also is another way to reach out to me. Would love to hear from you about it. Okay, moving on. I got an email from a listener who was concerned about some of the sex advice one of my guests gave out in a previous show. As you know, we put all our guests on Unscrewed through the lightning round. And one of the questions is, what's the best sex advice you've ever received? When I interviewed Rebecca Traster for the Sex and the Single Ladies episode, here is the sex advice she shared. I don't even know who gave me this piece of advice. This is like actual mechanics. But when I was young, I was told that if you feel like you have to pee before you have sex, don't. Because actually having a slightly full bladder enhances the experience. And I have uh, adhered to this. Okay. Sounds fun. Sounds interesting. I have to admit, I tried it and I did not like it. I just was distracted by feeling like I had to pee the whole time. But I'm all for her being into it. But I got an email from this listener who was concerned that it was actual bad advice, who wrote, I was advised by my doctor to try to pee before sex, as it, one, helps avoid bladder slash urinary tract infections, and two, allows a woman to be less fearful about peeing during orgasm, which can allow her to let go a little more. So I checked with a bunch of sex educators I know, and here's the consensus. If you are prone to urinary tract infections, it can make sense to pee both before and after sex. All of us should pee if we can after sex. It helps to prevent UTIs. But if you get UTIs really easily, absolutely, you should make sure to pee before sex. But if that's not you, if it doesn't do you any harm, it's just a matter of personal preference. So. As I mentioned, I tried Rebecca Tracer's advice. It wasn't for me, but it clearly is for her. Uh, and so you can do it either way. Hold in that gotta go feeling and use it to enhance the stimulation. Or if it's gonna be distracting like it was for me, go ahead and pee, you get to make the call. And if you have an advice question that you would like answered by me and possibly a guest on a future show, send it to me, unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com, J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. 
All right, next up, I had the pleasure recently of appearing on the Can We Talk podcast, which is a production of the Jewish Women's Archive for an episode about Jewish hair, which if you look at the Unscrewed logo, you know my hair is a big part of what makes me look like and feel like me. Now, the politics of hair is a little bit different than what we usually talk about here on Unscrewed, but as you'll hear in this clip, it has quite a lot to do, in fact, with the way we think of ourselves in terms of romantic partners and attractiveness and all of that stuff. And I want to share just a little bit of it. So first you're going to hear from Tara Metal, who's the Director of Engagement and Social Media at the Jewish Women's Archive. And she's going to start off by talking about some current or recent women in pop culture who have what is traditionally considered Jewish hair. Then you're going to hear the show's host, Nahani Roos. And then you'll hear clips and stuff. And then after you hear me, you're going to hear Judith Rosenbaum, who's the executive director of the Jewish Women's Archive. So here we all are talking about Jewish hair. Kind of an amazing time, at least on TV. I mean, on Broad City, there's Alana Glazer with her big curly hair. And she's identified as, you know, funny and sexy and clearly, you know, one of two leads in the show. And it still feels radical to be able to, you know, turn on Comedy Central and see this young woman with this hair. There's also Jenny Slate, who has, as Tara calls it, big Jewish hair. And who could forget Sarah Jessica Parker with her curly hair in the ambiguously Jewish role of Carrie on Sex and the City? But there is that amazing episode where she meets Big's new girlfriend, Natasha. Big is Carrie's ex. And Natasha has you know, very sleek, straight hair. You know, she's everything Carrie's not, right? Carrie's messy and crazy and loud and brash. And that is represented by her hair. And Natasha is polite and controlled. And Carrie feels like this short, little mess with But the hair. great thing is that what she uses to encapsulate that moment is a comparison to the way we were. Which came out in 1973. Here's the scene from Sex and the City where Carrie and her friends are talking about the movie. Robert Redford is madly in love with Barbara Streisand. Katie. Katie. Oh, Katie, right? Yeah. But he can't be with her because she's too complicated and she has wild curly hair. Hello, curly. Yeah. Carrie's waving her own long blonde curls. So he leaves her and marries this simple girl straight hair. Ladies, I am having an epiphany. The world is made up of two types of women, the simple girls and the Katie girls. I am a Katie girl, and where are our drinks? Oh my god, that gives me every <laughs> feeling. I know. I, you know, it's been a little while since I've been dating, um, but oh, so many people have bailed on me because I'm too complicated. And I identify my hair with that in, in exactly that way. It's just like a symbol of all of those characteristics that I love about myself but are also difficult in the world. To me, what that story is really about and what the hair signifies is the political narrative of that movie, which is about Katie, who's an activist and a socialist and wants to fight against McCarthyism, and Hubble, who is conventional and doesn't want to rock the boat and ultimately can't be with someone who causes that much trouble. Here's Robert Redford as Hubble during the breakup scene with Katie, played by Barbara Streisand. You're so ready to fight, you don't have time to understand anything. Counterattack, politics, revolution, cause. That's fine. It's all fine for you. So do it. Stay with it. I admire it. Up to a point. That's right. Up to a point. Okay, okay. Don't belabor it. I get it. I get it. 
ultimately Hubble ends up with some beautiful waspy woman and Shady ends up with someone we don't see but we hear his name and we know he's Jewish and he's an organizer and that's the right kind of person for her but in the Sex and the City version the politics gets totally yeah erased and written out it's just about are you curly haired or straight haired but in the way we were curly is a signifier for all those other ways that Barbara Streisand's character doesn't fit into the conventional norm of the period. It's it's about her Jewishness and her hair and her nose and her politics. If you enjoyed that clip, I highly recommend checking out the whole episode. It's the Jewish hair episode of Can We Talk, the podcast produced by the Jewish Women's Archive. You can find it wherever fine podcasts are available or at jwa.org. We have time for just a little bit more fun, so I'm going to slip you the good stuff. An outtake from Sex Object, the show I did a few weeks ago with Jessica Valenti talking about her new memoir of the same name. It turns out that there's one person she feels bad about telling tales on in the book. So there's one line that I am very worried about where like, I make a reference to how my high school boyfriend used to fill in his sideburns with his mom's eyeliner. <laughs> It's just, I know, it's very sweet. I found it like a very endearing moment. And it was something that I just remembered like so distinctly about him. Well, I think it's also like a cool commentary on masculine anxiety about some of the same. Yeah, it's a good mirror to the stuff you're talking Um, about. But I also recognize that this person like may read that and be embarrassed or, you know what I mean? And I feel like a little bit bad about that. Anyone who like went to high school with us would know know. who he was. But he's real rich now, so I'm sure he doesn't care that much. Cry into his money. Exactly. He'll take a money bath and feel better. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing just fine. He probably can grow his sideburns in now. He has very big sideburns now. I wonder if that's related. He's like, finally. He's like, motherfucking sideburns. Wolverining it out. That's amazing. And whatever you're compensating for in your life, I hope that you're successful too. That's all we have time for this week. As always, we'd love to hear what you thought of the show. Talk to me on Twitter. I'm at Jacqueline F, J-A-C-L-Y-N-F, and use the hashtag unscrewed. You can find this show wherever fine podcasts are available, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, as well as at theestablishment.co the fine website which produces our show. And while you're in iTunes, give us a review. Seriously, write a couple of sentences and it will mean the world to me and help new listeners find the show. Unscrewed is produced in collaboration with Katie Tandy, the creative director at theestablishment.co and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. The cover art is by Nicole Tadana and our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.